Oh shit, it's recording. Hey guys, it's me, Sarah, and I'm back. So, today I will be talking about Harry Potter. You know, that's the whole reason I started this podcast. I was going to do like a Harry Potter reading shit, but I failed the mission, guys. I was too lazy to complete it, and I deleted all the, 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 whatever it's called, the chapters, whatever you want to call it. Today, we'll be talking about Harry Potter, yes, yes, we will, but we will be discussing something that I've seen in the Harry Potter community that I think is really toxic, um, and this idea was, uh, I was given this idea by my friend, she sent me a TikTok, um, it was basically like, uh, it was like, the way Harry could have named his children after any other person but he chose a necrophiliac and the person who raised him to die right so i decided hmm that's a great point and i've been thinking about it for a few hot minutes and i decided but you know what i'm going to do that so um okay let me just search up their names because i'm too easy to I just remember Abel Severus Potter, I think. Harry Potter's a kid. Is... But anyways. Okay, so there's Jacob Sirius Potter, Lily Lula Potter, and Abel Severus Potter. Okay. So let's talk about the naming of the three main characters' kids. Next, we got Hermione and Ron's kids. Hermione Granger kids names. <laughs> okay. So, shall we start? So, first of all, Harry Potter. We all know Harry Potter. If you've, I'm mostly sure everybody knows Harry Potter. The boy who lived. Parents got killed by Voldemort. Has a lightning scar on his forehead, everything like that. But, and like his years of abuse and trauma, and that. You know what's messed up? What's messed up is that every single book and every single movie, there's, you know the plot. There's always some type of plot. But it's almost always caused by Dumbledore. Like, he could have avoided so many deaths. And so many inconveniences and so much trauma and PTSD. But he let it all happen. The plot of Philosopher's Stone. He let it all happen. Chamber of Secrets. Probably knew about that as well. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, he definitely had a hand in that. Fucking uh, Goblet of Fire. I, I don't blame him that much. Order of the Phoenix, all like almost all of the books, he has a hand in in the pot, and I think that's so messed up because like he could have avoided a bunch of things. Why didn't he? If he, you know what, he could have avoided that Harry's parents got killed if he just asked to be secret keeper. If he just asked to be the secret keeper, 
then Peter Pettigrew wouldn't have betrayed the family, Sirius Black wouldn't have gone to jail, and his parents would have still been alive, and he would have had a sibling. Because she who shall not be named said once that um, Lily was actually pregnant with another kid. So he could have had a sibling as well. And then check the Philosopher's Stone. He knew about the Philosopher's Stone. Why didn't he keep it? Like, he could have kept it on him or some shit. And he knew that, uh, what, what is his name? Coral. Something was fishy about him. But he literally didn't care. He literally just let them die. Like, he literally, like, put them in a life or death situation. And then, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, as I said, he could have avoided that shit by just forcing Sirius to be Secret Keeper or being Secret Keeper himself. You feel me? Because then nobody would have died. Because, like, even if he got tortured, like, we all know fucking Voldemort is scared of Abbas. So he wouldn't have approached him. And I don't think the, the fucking, what are their names? The, you know, his workers. Let me search it up. I'm so stupid. Voldemort's workers. Oh, the Death Eaters. I'm so fucking stupid. The Death Eaters. He could have, like, the Death Eaters, if he is afraid of Dumbledore and the Death Eaters wouldn't, like, approach Dumbledore. We all know that. So, he could have been Secret Keeper. And then none of that shit would have happened. Serious Black. Like, he, the only reason he employed Remus Lupin, the only reason he employed Remus Lupin to the school is because it was convenient for him, because he knew what was going to happen, because he knew Sirius Black had escaped, and he didn't give a job to Remus Lupin because he felt bad or some shit, no, because it was convenient for him, even though Remus was struggling and he didn't have money, he didn't have work because nobody wanted to take in a werewolf. Do you see how selfish Dumbledore is? Like, yes, I like him. I'm not gonna lie. I like him. But there's so many things he's done that is that are just so wrong and could have been easily avoided. Many people who suffered could have not been suffering. And as as fucking Snape said, he was raising Harry up as a pig for slaughter. There was no reason for Harry to live because Dumbledore knew at the end that Harry had to die. And that Harry had to sacrifice himself. And he just, like, put so much stress and trauma on him. And Harry, I don't, like, Harry had been through so much at that point that honestly... Why wouldn't anyone want to die? He was willing to do it. So, of course, he went up and let Voldemort kill him. And 
when he came to the other side and saw Dumbledore, obviously he had a lot of questions. But, well, he saw the vision. Why didn't he ask him, why did you raise me up like that? You, you, you set me up to die because, like, literally, that's what he did. He set him up to die. Because we all know Dumbledore could have easily done all that shit without Harry. But he just had to use someone. And don't even get me started on Snape. I don't understand why Snape got in a redemption arc. Honestly, I think that there are many more people out there that deserve a redemption arc. But Snape, out of all people, the abusing... He literally... He literally... Verbally abused his students. Neville. We all know Neville Longbottom. He. He was so scared of a teacher. You shouldn't be scared of a teacher. To the point where he'd literally shake. In front of Snape. And he'd get things. When he, he was so afraid to get things wrong. Because he didn't. You know want to face Snape. When you're a teacher, you're not supposed to be someone who your students fear. You're supposed to be someone that your students can trust, that your students can learn from. And I'm not going to deny it. Snape was a great teacher, uh, not teacher, but he was great at making potions. He really knew how to make potions. But, and people say, well, he was sad after Lily died. That doesn't express anything don't forget he called lily a mudblood when lily eh, when lily like and then he got angry when he she helped him and he called him i don't need your help you mudblood or some shit like that let's not forget that and he helped she helped him. They were friends at first. He taught her about the magic world. And yet, he did all those things. And he's, he's always been an awful person. He even joined the Death Eater gang. In the upper, um, the years up front. Like, he, Snape would have been in prison if it wasn't for Dumbledore. We all know that. Because Snape was a Death Eater. And Dumbledore let him free or some shit. I forgot the exact details, but he let him free. out of So he wouldn't spend time in jail. But, like, do you even know what a Death Eater is? Dumbledore, are you stupid? What the fuck's wrong with you? You're putting a Death Eater in a position to teach kids? First of all, why would you do that? Second of all... And, yeah, it's not only... It's not only Harry... Uh, Neville that he disliked. He disliked Harry. And almost all the Gryffindors. And probably the other students, too. He was literally, genuinely just a bad person. And I don't dis think he deserved... Like, also... He entered, uh, when the, the Voldemort killed his par Harry's parents, he entered the house. And, you know, he passed James's dead body. He passed 
he ignored Harry, that was who was still in the crib, an infant, and he just carried Lily. Like, oh, Lily, you're die, you're dead. Like, why? And the only reason he agreed to help Harry is because Lily would have wanted it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done it. He was he was selfish. He was doing all that shit for himself. And that's why I don't think he deserved a redemption arc. Jose, fucking Draco could have had a redemption arc. Draco was forced into being mean. Draco was forced into being rude. And yes, I do agree that sometimes he was a bit excessive. But he could have unlearned that. He was genuinely sorry. We saw many times how hard he cried because he didn't want to be a Death Eater. He was pressured into it because his father made mistakes. And he knew he was going to die because he couldn't kill Dumbledore. Why didn't he get a redemption arc? Hmm? But of course, the necrophiliac, the abuser, the bad person, gets a redemption arc. Explain that, JK. You're a fucking joke, just like your name. And I don't understand why you made that book. It's really unbelievable. Considering how, like... It, like, I'm not even surprised. Because we all know how J.K. Rowling is. She's a transphobe. She's annoying. She just adds a bunch of plot holes that don't make sense. Like she said, uh, motherfucking... The plumbing that people used to shit on the ground... Before the 1700s, and then they just magic it away or some shit. But that doesn't explain how the plumbing got there for the snake to motherfucking move around the castle. Did you think about that, JK? Hmm? Because Salazar, or whatever the fuck his name is, he put he put the snake there in twelve the 1200s. You said they used to shit underground till the 1700s, and then they got plumbing. How does that make sense? Explain. And also, who would just go and shit on the ground, and then just like, oh, let me just magic it away. Alakazam, woo! And then it just, where does it end up? Is it swooshed inside their wand? And then if you break their wand, a bunch of shit just flows out? Or does it go to, like... Avoid another universe full of shit. And can you go to that universe just full of human dung? Or what? So you see? So many plot holes. Like, at least makes sense. The fuck? There are so many things that... She could have done. And another thing, J.K. Rowling said that the living portraits, you know the portraits that hang around the Hogwarts and shit, and other places, are imprints of a dead person, and they can imitate their personality and shit. But they do not have feelings, memories, and are not, like, I guess, conscious, as conscious as ghosts and shit. But 
If that's true, how is Dumbledore's portrait able to communicate and advise Snape after he's dead? And also, if the portraits are not sentient, how can they feel? Like, how can they show emotions like fear, annoyance, and, and guilt? Explain. Huh? Because when the when Sirius Black ripped the, the fat lady's portrait, she was like, ah, I'm so scared, ah! She was trembling and shit. Does that make sense to you? Also, the trace, you know, the thing that watches your magic until you're, what, 17 or something? It's basically a... a a charm that helps the Ministry of Magic know if magic is performed by underage wizards when they're not in Hogwarts and shit. And it was it was revealed that the trace has limitations. And that like when it it can detect magic, but it cannot like detect who performed it. How does that make sense? Cause if an underage wizard is around somebody who's using magic around them. Wouldn't they get in trouble? Oh, wouldn't they be sent to a trial like Harry was? Because we, we all saw that it was Dobby that did the Alexam shit and the other people around him. It wasn't him. So, like, how how does that make sense? Exactly, JK. Think. Think. You're a very stupid woman. <sighs> and, oh, yeah. The trace was... Why wasn't the trace activated when um the other people used magic... In like the Order of the Phoenix or Half-Blood Prince. Because when they came in the Order of the Phoenix to get Harry. They used Alohomora to lighten up his room. Wouldn't the trace be activated then? Because they were near an underage person. And like. They were hesitant to use any magic. To transfer Harry from his home because of the trace but like when he was in the Weezy's house they had they literally did not care and they used magic all around and saying like how can you how can you say you oh we can't use magic around you because they'll detect it but then you use aloha mora isn't that magic right in front of harry like inside his bedroom wouldn't the trace be because they're uh, literally and like in transfiguration it's you can identify like uh you can't you can't summon up food and shit and water and whatever Like, you can't do that, but you can, like, 
I guess, summon it if you know where it is. And, um, what is it called? You can transform it or, like, make more of the thing that you already possess. Because, like, you, if you can increase that shit, I, there were li literally in the forest. Weren't there some, like, mushrooms or grass or some shit they could have eaten? Why did they have such a hard time finding food when they were searching for horcruxes? Couldn't they just, like, increase the quality of what they had? I mean, like, I guess she says, like, yeah, but the nutrition will decrease or some shit. But at least you get more to eat. And if you if you summon everything up, let's say you have one, two, three fishes. And then for each fish, you multiply another fish. So you get nine fishes. Then the nutritional value will be halved. But if you eat those two fishes... You get the full nutritional value of one fish, and you still, you're still full. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Why didn't they think of that? Because there are three, so they could just multiply it by one. Two, I mean. Sorry, I'm stupid. And then, boom, you got some food. It's not that hard. And also, why couldn't Harry see Thestros at the end of Goblet of Fire? Because he had, because Cedric died. Because she's, she, the, like, she herself said that Thestros are seen by people who have seen death. And, like, she said Harry was too young to understand what was happening when his parents died. And he was unconscious when Quirrell died. But he was literally looking at Cedric as he died. So why, when they were going back home, couldn't he see the Thestros until the next year? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're so stupid, JK. Stupid. And also, uh, y using multiple wands. Because, like, Heavy used three wands and a triple spell to stun Greyback, if you remember, in, in Deathly Hallows. If a triple spell is more effective based on, like, the number of more ones, and that they, the, the more ones you have equal more force, why do not, why do, I can't speak English today, but why don't more people use that then? And also, in the Isles, they said that the more a wizard believes in his spell, the stronger the spell will be. 
So what? What is a wand about? Why do we have it? And also, why wouldn't Voldemort make the Death Eaters take un the Unbreakable Vow? Because literally, he could have just done that shit. Because then, if they, if they didn't, if they weren't loyal, he could have killed them. Like what uh, with Snape. Or some shit. With Draco. Or some shit. Bellatrix. No, Bellatrix wouldn't be disloyal. Narcissa, when she said that Harry was dead when he wasn't. Well, was she a Death Eater? I completely forgot. But you understand, or when they, Lucio, Lucius and uh, Draco, when they ran away before they could see what the end of the fight was in Deathly Hallows. Mm? Or was it just that Voldemort was too proud? Or like he was too delusional? To think like he could trust his Death Eaters. Because he's trying to find a death prophecy. Shouldn't he have asked his death eaters to take the unbreakable vow? Just to be on the safe side? Because, like, literally then all the people that didn't obey him would have died. So... Literally. And the last thing I want to say before I end this podcast. Why wasn't Voldemort... Like, why was it Voldemort, like, only a thing in Britain or some shit? Because, like, there weren't a lot of people that knew about him in the other countries. And why didn't Hogwarts ask for help from, like, the other schools in Europe? Because, like, in the Triwizard Tournament, the French people, the, the Bulgarian people came. And they are allies with Ireland, so why couldn't they ask for help there? Or what? And why didn't they worry about Voldemort's power when they were thinking? Why didn't they worry about Voldemort's power when, like, oh my god. Why don't the other countries worry about Voldemort's power? Because, like, he's so powerful. And wouldn't they try and give a lending hand? Why wouldn't they do that? Literally, he could take over your country as well. So I don't understand why you're just sitting there like nothing is happening. It just, it just does not make sense to me. Because the whole fight, I didn't see other countries. I only saw Britain, 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 Britain. I didn't see any other countries. And why is that?
do they not trust the other countries or what? Is it like, uh, with NATO? Cause like in NATO, if somebody does shit, then in Europe and there's a war, then they all help each other or some shit like that. So why do doesn't um the wizarding world have something like that as well? Because wouldn't that be convenient to have, especially during the time of when a powerful dark wizard is literally trying to eliminate half of Britain? And like the UK the, like the, he could just cross over and go to Ireland or some shit. And there's teleportation. There's fucking flying. You could do any shit you want. You're a fucking wizard. You could literally just fly there and help people. Like, it's not that hard. You feel me? I just don't understand that. But, okay, I'm gonna stop now because I feel like I'm talking too much. But if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you stay tuned for the next one. Maybe I'll do another, like, Harry Potter talking about why I hate it, but, um, um, yeah, that's basically what I have to say today, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, if you did, make sure to follow it or something, listen to it, and if you have any questions or you want to debate, you can always feel free to message me on Instagram or on TikTok, my TikTok is the same as the podcast's name, and yeah, So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.